Today on the Bottom Shelf Podcast, we are discussing the 1996 Tim Burton film, Mars Attacks. Are you ready to discover a world of terrible movies? High above the planet Geekery, three brave individuals, with the help of other friends, work through a list of terrible movies to discover one simple truth. Are they better than people think, or do they really belong on the bottom shelf? Grab your popcorn, grab your favorite snack, and get ready to find out. And welcome to the bottom shelf. My name is Kevin. I am the Dapper Man, and with me are two of my co-host friends. One is Dallas. Say hello, hey, Dallas. What's going on? <laughs> and the other one is John. That's me. Hater of Glicks. I hate that piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> you should be thankful for her. She's the reason you're breathing right now. She is trash. I think there's better AI out there, and she can go die in a fire. If she dies in the fire, this entire um, uh, colony is going to come crashing down to Planet Geekery. And that's fine. I've got my own ship. <laughs> and how else All are you right. going to watch these movies? Oh, you mean it would set me free? Uh, <laughs> let, let me find my agenda. I need to put some things on it. Oh, my gosh. This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> Anyways. Oh. Kevin, what are we doing we today, brother? We are going to be discussing talking and having some lovely conversations about the 1996 Tim Burton film, Mars Attacks. Oh, yeah. Wow. Mars Attacks. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Even has music by Danny Elfman. Oh, really? Which he has done what, like every other freaking Tim Burton film ever made. (laughs) So I'm going to be honest with you. This is a controversial one for us guys, because while it's critically a terrible film, um, I, I have a feeling a lot of people enjoy this film. It's what you would call a cult film. There's a lot of people who enjoy Plan 9 from Outer Space, too. But Right. Well, along with this movie, we also have some um, free trading cards we're passing out. You want to look, take a look at one of them? Heck yes. Yeah, from the 1960s, Topps Trading Cards, which the movie is based on. <laughs> it's just trading che- cards. Yeah, just check out the gory, violent images on it. Ooh, I like well, violence. I mean, it- Okay, so it's not unheard of. I mean, back in the 80s, they made a Garbage Pail Kids movie. So, I mean... what? I missed that. I'm what? I don't know I'm if you. Tr- I don't know if you really missed that. I don't know it's something you wanted to miss. I think you just you gladly just missed over it. I have a bad feeling that will end up on our on our list of viewing things later. I did see it somewhere in the dumpster. I didn't want to pull it out yet. <laughs> I'm glad. Thank you for keeping that in the dumpster for right now. All right. I'll try to pull up one of the things. Right, let me see this film. Looks like uh, there's a warning label. Warning makes you wish the ray guns were real and wanting to step in front of one. <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> I was not expecting that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. So, warning the brain scene in the alien. The warning, the brain seen on the aliens are the collective bread, dead brain cells lost by people who are watching uh, this oh show. Who, who, who you know the tagline, please? <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait. Here's another one. Warning. This movie is actually a fantastic satire on old B movies and is a great representation of the card sets. Oh, I know. I know who wrote that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. All right, so apparently this has some love and some hate. Um, John, you got any technical information about this film? Uh, no. <laughs> well, I could. Here, I have a list of actors and actresses that star in this movie. <clears throat> okay. Jack Nicholson, Pierce Brosnan, Glenn Close, Natalie Portman, Sarah Jessica Parker, Martin Short, Michael J. Fox, Jim Brown, Pam Greer, John Steiger, Danny DeVito, Jack Black, and Tom Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Whoo! That's a mouthful right there. 
There are a ton of people. This, in this movie film. comes across as being a who's who in movies, especially for that time period. That is crazy. I remember watching this years ago and then going, wow, there's a lot of big names here. Well, you know how they did it, don't you? No. Well, oh, we're still in the we're still in the part where we pretend like we haven't watched the movie. Yet, yeah, so I well, can't really dive into that. So we've said we watched it years ago. So <laughs> you're right. Uh, well, it's true. If you guys, you know, letting you guys know how the sausage is made. We've seen, we've all seen this movie before. <laughs> uh, and it, when you watch this movie, you realize all the big name stars that they have in this movie. If you take the total amount of screen time that they have, it's not very much. So they don't have to pay them very much to be in the movie. They just show up for a couple hours, you know, do their thing. And they, so basically it's, it's very similar to, you know, how they had Vampira in Plan Nine from Outer Space. <laughs> oh no, that's a you callback know, just, for us. Just show, just show up for a day, and I only got to pay you for a day's a day's work. You know, so all uh, right. You know, so it, it seems like it's a star-studded cast, and it is. But you know, if you look in the long run, like say for instance, Michael's Michael J. Fox's total screen time in this is, pr- I think, it's somewhere around five minutes. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. I think so. I heard yeah. Along with All like right. a couple other actresses, they were like ten minutes. Each one was almost like ten minutes. So it's probably only like four of them that was not those longer <laughs> ten minutes. And some of them, and those right. were right. multiple roles, huh. like Jack Nicholson. Oh my gosh, Jack Nicholson in this. Let's let let's watch the movie first. Before... <laughs> well, real quick, what are our expectations going into the movie right now? Before we go into the theater, oh, I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna like it too. From last time I yep. seen it. I'm just going to yep. dislike it and probably just sit there and just stare at the screen and not interact <laughs> or anything. Just, yeah, blank monster. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go into the theater and let's let's get our thoughts t- together. Okay. Sure thing. I'm so excited. I need some popcorn. Dear listeners, this is your opportunity to escape. Our crew has just entered into the media projection chamber. What horrors and madness that they consume are unknown. Their mental state upon their return is unknown. You have been warned. All right. Well, that was an adventure. Don't don't telegraph, John. Don't telegraph. I hate this movie so much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we just finished watching Mars Attacks. um, And we let's get into the spoiler free discussion about the film. Now, we were getting into a lot of conversation about things. There's a lot of big stars in this. um, And there's a lot of interesting things that take place. So. Without getting to spoilers, um, let's do let's do this. Uh, what's something that we enjoyed about the film? Jack Nicholson, hands down. <laughs> he chewed scenery so much in this movie, and I loved it. Like, like especially the sleazy when he was playing the sleazy hotel owner. Uh huh. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you could tell he was having so much fun with that role. So much fun. I would say that's like not just Jack Nelson. This is one of my favorite things. It looks like the people who were in this film had fun making it. Like it didn't look like this was like a labor of like, I'm here for a paycheck. Why am I here? Like what, like an episode one of when we covered um, um, Plan 9 from Outer Space. It looked like everyone there was not enjoying themselves. But this one looked like the actors were legitimately enjoying themselves making this film. So I think that's one of the things I enjoyed is it seems like everyone actually enjoyed being part of the project. Kevin, what about you, man? What's something you enjoyed? Anything, anything, Kevin, other than the credits rolling. Give me a moment. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I'm not saying I I didn't enjoy a single iota of this movie. I just just (laughs) dislike it. Um, I enjoyed when people were dying. Yeah, that was fun. (laughs) What? Now, now I'll tell you some things. I'll hear some things I did enjoy. I very much love the beginning. That beginning is freaking phenomenal. That is one of the best openings for a movie. What, mu- what made it so good? The music, um, seeing all the UFOs and uniform just coming out, the way how the logos, the, the um, the font of the actors and actresses that, that were playing in it, because it just had that complete 1955, very much into that 
Um, I guess it was kind of like this is his tribute to Ray Harryhausen films completely. Mm-hmm. And Tim Burton is a huge fan. He he done actually I think like two or three interviews with Ray Harryhausen because he loves how his movies so much. When you see the design of the UFOs and everything else, it is straight from a movie I actually reviewed, um, Earth versus the Flying Saucers. Nice. And he was a huge fan of Ed Wood. And he took a lot of Ed Wood inspiration from Plane Eye from Outer Space into this film. Hmm. He's, I felt it. Because if you listen to the commentary, if you um which I remember I remembered to listen to that, and he brings up Ed Wood and Harry Ray Harryhausen all the time throughout the commentary. It's like, man, this guy's a fanboy of these two right. film legends, or actually he called them film legends all the time. So you'll see that throughout the entirety right. of this movie. The beginning was fantastic, and I um I, I know people say it's spoiling or whatever. It is what it is. Um, beginning when the cows burn on fire. I busted <laughs> no. up laughing because I remember seeing that card. And that was one of the, um, like, card number 12 or 15 from Mars mm. Attacks. Is they, they light the cows on fire throughout all the um, burning away human food. And I just bust up laughing. I was like, oh, my gosh. He, pl- <laughs> he, you know, he gave, like, a nod to the cards with that scene. Right. And then it just, yeah. But yeah, that and Jack Nicholson, what you just said, John, Jack Nicholson looked like he had loads of fun yeah. playing in this movie. Absolutely. You can tell. <laughs> All right, before we get into something we don't like, and I feel like I forgot we needed to do this on the front end. We need to know people listening, they maybe they haven't seen it. We we need to read the storyline of this film for people. And this is coming from IMDB. Uh it's a normal day for everyone until President of the United States, James Dale, played by Jack Nicholson, announces Martians have been spotted circling the Earth. The Martians land and a meeting is arranged, but not everything goes to plan. And the Martians seem to have other plans for Earth. Are they just misunderstood beings or do they really want to destroy all of humanity? So that's the actual plot of what we're watching or what we watched. <laughs> all right, John, what's something you didn't like about the film? Um... Um. Hey Kevin, so something you don't like about film? Okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, if I if I if I had to pick if I had to pick one thing in the mo- in the movie, and it's it it's really me nitpicking. Um, mm-hmm. there was an unnecessary sex scene that was put into it for comedic effect. Mm-hmm. That wasn't necessary. Wait, yeah, was that the trailer park scene you're talking about? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that was that was just random unnecessary yeah amongst everything else in this but anyways i mean that yeah uh, to me a majority of this film was just unfunny so much of this movie was just completely unfunny there may have been like really? two spots that i actually laughed and the rest of it, i'm just standing like i'm just watching i'm like okay and uh, it, it was it was just nothing was coherent in the storytelling people just doing things just to do things like hey look um well you know we have Rod Steiger here, who's a f- fantastic, freaking phenomenal actor. He hates aliens and wants them to die. Why? He just wants aliens. To die. He just hates them to die. Hey, there's Danny DeVito. He's in there for maybe 10 minutes. Who played craps? Why? I don't know. Danny DeVito's in here just to play craps. Tom Jones, look, he sings. Why does he sing? I don't know. He, Tom Jones just sings. He's, you can make so many jokes with Tom Jones. You can make so many jokes with every single one of these actors and actresses, and you don't. You're just like, Hey, we'll just throw you in here. We'll kill you off. And boom, next actor. Hey, look at this. We'll kill you off. Next actor. And I'm thinking like, why? What's the point? It's not funny. You're not making them funny. You're just you're just throwing them in. You could just throw any random actor or actress in there and saying, do, do the same exact thing. Look, I'm on screen. Kill me. Sorry. It's just. Mm. <laughs> I'll say this. Um I, I, Hang on, I need to yeah. speak to that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it was so lame and bland. It's you. You need the context of the time period that this movie was made. Oh yeah, you're talking to a person who watches nothing but those time period films. I know, <laughs> but I'm saying in the '90s, like this movie was made when I was a freshman in high school, and in the '90s, the whole the whole part of what made that funny was seeing all these really stellar serious actors just being stupid mm. and playing stupid and it's because the that was the 90s sense of humor at the time that you know so you, you, you kind of have to watch it in that context of saying okay this was kind of how the 90s were 
You know, I mean, you had Tom Green with a number one hit with the Bum Bum song. Oh what? my gosh, I forgot that song. I don't know. That. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that song. I have a, John, Sorry. I was free from that song. I have no idea what you're talking about. Just be glad. Okay. It's not going in the podcast. We're not going to play that track. Okay. <laughs> See, I, I agree with like Martin Short. He looked like he was playing really silly and stupid. And I kind of got it to a point, but it was just like, okay, you're just a horny vice president. For why? I don't know. He wasn't a vice president. He was he was the uh, press secretary. See, shows you how much I even cared. <laughs> <laughs> according according to Tom Green, apparently Kevin's bum is on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you just found it just generally unfunny, like the majority of it. Is it just the style, yeah. or, or or is this kind of like the same argument people make about? Um, uh, Big Bang Theory. There's a lot. There's a big uh movement. There's a uh, big movement, but there's a lot of people out there who say Big Bang, which is a, yeah, it was a, it's a hit TV series that uh, or was a hit TV series, wasn't actually funny. No. They just had people being dumb and saying things that didn't really make. They weren't real jokes. Is that the kind of the same, same theory? Just like same thing. I never found Big Bang Theory to be that funny. There may have been like two episodes I watched, like. Okay, that it gave me a chuckle or a laugh, but it's like it's the same repetitive, recycled jokes that's not even cleverly written. Mm-hmm. It's like these are jokes I hear people at my job say, and they think they're freaking hilarious, and they're not. Right. <laughs> All right. I'm what I'm what I'm picking up from you, Kevin, is it just it isn't your brand of funny. Is basically what it comes down to. Maybe it is. Maybe it is, I mean, maybe it's not. But I just could not find anything funny. I'm just looking. It's like. Okay, well, and then it's put my side, my mind aside, like, okay, maybe this is not meant to be funny. Maybe this is just meant to be just a sci-fi love, um, I guess, I'm trying to think, a love letter towards the 50s, which I did see a lot of that and so mm-hmm. much different things he put in. This, this movie, I think, not so much humor for our audience to see, but just to know what was taking place and how it was filmed and why it was filmed, that part would make it funny, I guess. Mm. More of an irony. I mean, because, like, what? Jack Nicholson was only contracted to do one role. Two one role. Originally, he was only contracted oh. to do one role. And they said, you cannot kill Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Tim Burton, being the dark-minded person he is, he's like, well, I'm going to make two characters for Jack Nicholson. And I'm going to kill him twice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that part is hilarious when you know the behind. That part's funny. On screen wasn't funny. <laughs> another thing was another thing is is hilarious is on Parump, Nevada, where they meet the aliens at. Yeah, that's actually a name of a real town because it residents Art Bell, the radio co show. I mean, not co show. He's the radio show host of this radio program called Coast to Coast about aliens and conspiracy theorists. Coast to Coast is still a thing today. I listen to it really? just because it's fun to listen to. Yeah. Thank you, John. You know, you're shaking your head like you know what I'm talking about. Okay. I know, I know what you're talking about. But <laughs> it's funny because it's like we're going to make this alien land on um, the conspiracy nut job person's wait, wait. place of residence. Time out. It's called Coast to Coast? Coast to Coast. Yeah. Is this like, I wonder if that's why they call it Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Or if that's just a rip on the show. I'm, yeah, I put things together here, people. Yes, it, it, is a, it is a rip, and they use that because... I'm having revelations. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, definitely check it out. Just look at Coast to Coast radio program, and you see this list all the way from, what, um the 70s? Mm-hmm. Where he talked about aliens and um, um the people that got married and didn't realize that it was actually a spouse from the sea. It was this weird show, but it's fun to listen to. Yeah, so stuff like that is is funny just to know behind it, right? Well, Dallas, I, I we we kind of stepped on your turn here a little bit to have that. Conversation. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just like, no, no, no. It, it it's my fault because I wanted I wanted to t- kind of talk this out with you, Kevin. Not <laughs> you're silent to... for so long. You won't say anything. So I was like, fine, I'll say something. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's just I I I wanted to chat it out a little bit. I wanted to feel feel you out and really get an understanding from where you were coming from. But Dallas, what was one thing that you did not enjoy about this movie? One thing that I did not enjoy about the film was um, there were a couple times where the pacing just felt a little weird. Like it just, there was a quick jump here and there in the story. And I was like, 
All right, we could have fleshed this out a little bit more, but at the same time, I'm trying to keep in mind this is meant to be a comedy and a spoof. Like this isn't supposed to be a because that's the other thing we have to keep in mind. This is the '90s, and it seems like in the '90s there was an explosion of spoofs on different genres of film. Um, this wasn't the first uh, spoof on on old school sci-fi. Um, what was that movie? Um, oh gosh, Kevin, you would know it. Um, if the giant ants, John Candy, uh, matinee is that Mat- it? Matinee, yeah, matinee. yeah. Like this isn't the first one they had. I mean, this was a that's actually on our list. Yeah, that's right. Is it? Yep. It has a very high <laughs> ranking on for critics. A fairly high oh. rating for critics. Well, either way, again, mm. I'm trying to keep that in mind that this is a because I mean when these older those older movies they had weird pacing too. And so that was kind of my problem was like, okay, we're making some really quick jumps here with some of the story stuff, and I wasn't sure if that's a stylistic choice or if that was just poor script writing. Um uh, in it. quick correction, Dallas. Just yeah. just because just so we don't have some mouth breather in a closet somewhere caught right in and say, we got it wrong. It was John Goodman. John Goodman. Not, not John Candy. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) So John Goodman, I apologize. But that was, that was, that was my only thing. I enjoyed the film most of the way through. Like the music was, was on it for me. All those things. Um, Of course, I'm a big fan of uh, Burton, Denny Elfman, all that good stuff. So yeah. (laughs) Talking, Talking about the music, how long after you got done watching the movie did you have It's Not Unusual stuck in your head? For days. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've only been out of the theater for a whole total of like 20 minutes, but I, every time I watch this film, it's in my head for days. <laughs> what was that song? That was that, Okay, that was one thing. The song they used to kill the aliens. What was that song? Um, because that was an annoying song. I don't know the name of the song. Slim Whitman. You, Slim Whitman was the guy who did it. Mm-hmm. That was an annoying song. It, it would have killed me. <laughs> well, tell you what, let's let's hit our ratings real quick, and then we need to talk about the finer points of this because I can't talk about this without talking about stuff. <laughs> I thought that's what we were doing. So, so uh, let's let's start with dallas because i think i think i think kevin and i have pretty much telegraphed our ratings but uh. (laughs) all right for me um i'm gonna put this as a middle shelf film uh it's not my top shelf like oh my gosh this is a fantastic show everyone needs to watch it um and watch it regularly i think it's something to pull out every so often and watch and enjoy um and and take part in uh and laugh maybe a background piece just while you're working on something just to be like oh that's funny uh but for me it's a middle shelf kevin how about you let, let, let's have it let's have it i'm prepared i'm braced throw it in the fire <laughs> <laughs> why did for, it, why did it just for, get red <laughs> for those of you at home uh, that that don't get to see the video feeds that we have. Kevin was uh, had a blue light on him, and as soon as he said "fire," all the lighting on him turned red and orange. It was it was an excellent display of dramatics. So it it almost feels like it came from the film, right? Yes. Uh, and then of course, of course, I've telegraphed this for me in my situation. Uh, it's a top shelf. I this think. is a load of crap. Now we're going to put it out. <laughs> All right. This is my suggestion. This is my suggestion. We have to find a happy medium. I think, I think, I think, I think, uh, I think my top shelf cancels out your, uh, dumpster fire. So I think Dallas takes, because you're abs. It's like, abs- it's absolute zero versus infinity Fahrenheit. So I'll I tell you what we'll do. I'll tell you what we're going to do. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna post up on our our page, on our on our Facebook page, a poll of how and how, ask our our audience to do that, and through the magic of podcasting and time travel, we will cut in with how it came out at the very end of this podcast episode. That is, if aliens probably got to them and changed their minds. <laughs> Kevin's not going to be happy until it goes into the dumpster fire. So I, I mean, I already know it's not because I know most people are just like, I'm just going to follow what everyone else says. All right. So if you want our final rating, the official final rating uh, of this film from the bottom shelf, you got to listen to the end or just skip ahead to the end of the of the episode um, to get our final rating. All right. Well, let's go ahead and talk some spoilers, shall we? 
Oops, I guess I've already did that. Sign of kind of yeah. I mean, I do like Tim Burton. I like Danny Elfman. I like every. Hold on, hold on. But pause, just, pause. We, we, we got to do. He's we, gonna do. We got a bumper that got skull. We got a bumper right there. We got to pause for the bumper. Ladies and gentlemen, the spoiler section. All right, go ahead, Kevin. I do like Tim Burton. I like him as a director. Not every single one of his movies, apparently. But there's there's movies I do enjoy he has done. I enjoy Danny Elfman, despite many people who I personally know give him crap. I'm like, oh my God, Danny Elfman again. And I was like, well, he's not that bad when you compare it to like a lot of iconic tunes he's made. I'm a fan because I even have like the board game here that you just can't really find anywhere. Because I had to. I'm I, impressed with that. Yeah, expensive now. I think it was selling for like 150 dollars for this. Oh wow! Yeah, I had the, I had the cards, and I remember I got rid of it because it wasn't Christ-like to have those cards when I was growing up. Now it's like change. Like, oh yeah, they just have whatever. <laughs> but and I, I I was one of those people who was I guess I was kind of excited to know it was coming up because it was a like I said previously it's a love letter to 1950s sci-fi and 60s sci-fi horror and i was like oh my goodness i can't wait and i don't mind people dying and getting killed off in movies i've seen it so many times in movies it's just the way they did it it was just he did it it was just just like i said it wasn't felt like it was any type of comedic tone and anything even dark comedy i love dark comedy more than just um the goofy silly slapstick ones it just I couldn't, I, I just didn't felt it. I, there was nothing in this movie that was making me really that excited because after the whole credits and then the first scene and then the next scene, the next scene is like, okay, you're introducing these people, but why do I give a crap who any of these people are? Right. But like, that's also part of the aspect of the whole, like, like love letter to the 1950s. Like, like the, the pacing of these stories, you didn't really care who these people were. You just kind of going through the whole story of it all. And I think some of it was, some of the appeal is that you have these iconic actors i mean big name actors and they're in this absolute ridiculous situation i'm not gonna lie that that first speech that nicholson gave as president i was like you made a good president yeah <laughs> that was a presidential speech i liked it but i thought that like we, we we've already mentioned him like he plays two characters and they were both great characters like the between his being uh very presidential uh it's a little you know how do you put it he was presidential, but at the same time, he was like, you know, I'm on my own. And then the sleazy uh, casino guy, that was those were fun characters. Pierce Brosnan, I wanted to punch him in the face the entire time, but it was because that's how the character was supposed to be. You're like, you are way too trusting on this dude. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to punch him in the face, even when he played James Bond. <laughs> Anyways. Um, whoa, sir. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, nobody's punching my Bond in oh. the face. Okay, yeah. I mean, he's a Northern Irish. He's not even a true Irishman, so yeah, screw it. <laughs> it's not even true Irish. <laughs> We're gonna have the NRA after us. <laughs> you mean the IRA? IRA, thank yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> both. <laughs> both of them. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, let's. How about you want to talk about, about the like- beginning of the first contact when the aliens first came, and it was contacting with the Mister Colin Powell or whoever the um the general was. Uh, okay, so I'm not the only person who noticed that this guy looked exactly like Colin Powell. Yeah, yeah it was did. it was a direct it was a it was a direct like just like making fun of him because what was that line he says like you see after many years of not saying anything keeping quiet and stay in the corner you will get far in life and I'm like oh my god that's hilarious <laughs> that part made me laugh other people were I think other people who have seen it like mm. I was like <laughs> direct commentary on someone. <laughs> Okay, you look like you were going to say something, John. Did you say something? Or did you get stuck? No. Oh. No one's stuck. I think, uh, though, that that's part of the whole film is the fact that it's, uh, again, this is a product of the 90s. And a lot of stuff in the 90s, when you did these spoof stuff, they also had um, spoofing commentary on what was taking place in the 90s itself, like the Colin Powell reference and whatnot. So I think that's some of the, that's some of the appeal and some of the, the love that people have for it because it was so grounded in what people were watching and were experiencing at the time. See the Dove release, like, oh, that's why they hate us. They, ki- they kill, you know, they hate Dove. Okay, okay. I want to dive into this because watching it this last time, I, I picked up on some some subtext mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I've never noticed watching this movie before. 
but I'm going to make an argument, and this is my fan theory, that this whole movie is just a giant misunderstanding. The whole movie is a giant misunderstanding? Yes. You're talking about the, it, the reasoning that the aliens have went crazy and started shooting everybody. Exactly. Uh, one, like they come down, they're like, we come in peace, and then they set the dove free, and the first thing he does is kill the dove. And if you notice later on in the movie, when he's got the president hostage, right? Mm-hmm. And then he sees the bird, he drops everything to make sure that bird is dead. Right. So they go out of their way to point out they do not like birds. Yes. And Taffy, the president's daughter, was saying, well, maybe to them, you know, a dove is a sign of war. Right. So it may be that they have a negative association with birds okay now on top of that when they do their martian salute which they do the big circle with their fingers right Mm -hmm. when the president makes that salute to them he does it upside down he starts at the bottom and ends at the bottom instead of starting (laughs) at the top and ending at the top John, why are you going so deep with this no no the the president did it right it was um the calm power he did it wrong no 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 you sure the president the president did it wrong. Every time a human did it, they did it wrong. They did it from the bottom and they started at the bottom and ended at the bottom. I'm just going to say the aliens were just jerks to be jerks. They just want <laughs> they just want to see people die. It's like <laughs> and so and, and and I can to take it one step further when they're running around with the alien machines and they're saying, don't run. We are, we are your friends. That was, the, like uh, that, that was one of the scenes that made me laugh. That was like, <laughs> okay, here's the thing though. Here's the thing, though. I believe that the machine worked because they're, you know, you're supposed to, a lot of people are thinking, okay, the machine's a bunch of crap. I think it worked. I think that they were saying that because we came and started talking peace to them, but threw this bird at them that they saw as a horrific whatever. And so they associated our peace talk with being war talk. So they're trying to communicate with us on our terms in war speech as they're slaughtering everybody. That is the biggest load of rubbish I heard for a while. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. How <laughs> does that play out with the scene where they stand before Congress? There's no, act, there's no birds. There's no acts of aggression. Nobody does a circle and they're like, hello. And then they just start blasting people. And he had an yeah. evil smile grin. Like he was ready just to, just to kill them all. Okay. Their mouths don't make any kind of change. So they always, they always look like they're angry smiling. and here's, but here's the thing though. They may have, they may have felt like since that beginning scene that they were in a state of war. So they went in with espionage tactics to get in before Congress and take out entire branch of government. And what about the other scene where it was like, we're talking to what to some other country who's like, Mr. President, we've the French guys, like we finally got something we, we're going to do. And the and president's like, no, get out. No. And it just starts zapping and killing everybody in France and every other country. Just same, same reason, same reason taking out governments because they want to take over the world because right. they felt that they were in a state of war with us. Yeah. They were just of the bird. All right. So here, here, all right, here's what we're new. We're going to, we're going to post this out there too. Um, the day this airs, this episode airs, there is a post on our Facebook wall that says, did the aliens from Mars attack come aggressively or was it a big misunderstanding? And we want we want your guys' opinions and thoughts on that. We're not going to talk about it on the podcast. We might mention it here in a couple of weeks um, when we do another film. But uh, we want to know your guys' opinion. Leave, leave a comment. Let us know uh, on our Facebook wall. Because now I want to know what people are thinking. Because John's not making a bad case here for me, Kevin. <laughs> really? He's not making a bad case. How? I, there's there, they, there's they holes. Just to kill. There's holes. This movie's there's full of holes. A, the whole movie is there, a hole. It should be thrown into a hole. Movie is a hole. <laughs> if you throw it into a hole. How do you really feel, Kevin? Though? I mean, Kevin's over here drawing a big circle upside down. <laughs> <laughs> No, I might not. Oh, when you said that, I was thinking of the Hussucker Proxy when he did like the, the invention of the hula hoop. <laughs> if you have to see the movie, it's one um my it's one of my favorite movies that a lot of people didn't like. But the inventor of the hula hoop, he draws a circle. It's like I got an invention. So it's a circle. Oh wait, there. And they're just like, <laughs> wow, we need to hire this person. <laughs> I've seen that movie. It was funny. 
I've never seen that movie. I've always heard it was garbage. Well, then you heard like, oh, what? This movie was garbage. And you watched it. Why are you trying to fight me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drop both of you on the planet Geekery and let you guys just duke this out later. Fine. <laughs> I just didn't like the movie. That's all. I mean, I, I, here, there's one cool thing I put on my notes here. Um, let me see. The Landmark Hotel and Casino that was in Las Vegas, that demolition uh-huh. was actually very real. That was a real demolition because they were already planning on demolishing it. No so, kidding. Yeah. So um, Tim Burton's like, hey, let us film that and let's add it to the movie. And I could, you can see how it ch- changes because CGI was not the greatest in the 90s. I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty good for the 90s compared to like, we'll say like Mortal Kombat or something. <laughs> but the CGI was not that bad in my opinion. I kind of wish they had he had the full budget like he was supposed to originally have. He was supposed to have a hundred mm-hmm. million dollars to make the film. And the studio, after guest looking at it and rereading, is like, you know, you're getting cut. Seventy five million. Ooh. The extra twenty five million would have went to stop motion animation for the aliens, and that's what he really wanted. But I guess Tim Burton kind of like changed his mind. He's like, okay, CGI doesn't look that bad, but I really think. He could have used the CGI. Not saying the movie would have been any better, but I think it would have been still cool to have that that that's the sort of love note towards Ray Harry Hosson, one of his famous on um, why he went to filming. That'd been pretty mm. cool. Well, let me ask you this then, Kevin. I could being as you brought it up, if Tim Burton had the full budget that he was expecting, do you feel like they could have made a better movie with a bigger budget? I believe they could have. They could have hired a better screenwriter to write jokes that actually would fall through or something that actually I mean maybe the movie could have been a little bit longer I I think the movie could have been longer with something applying more towards each person what they were and how they play out you don't have to do too much just a little bit more to make me care about the people who are getting died off I think the whole point was to not care about them. Uh, the other, the I know, other, but my if, other if you're going to do that use unknown actors and actresses and I mean use my, a couple sure but not every single person like, hey, we're going to hire every famous actor and actress we know and just kill every single one of them off just to kill every single one off and don't have no punchline. Nothing to like. My other theory about this movie, though, is that I, I believe that it was a, a, a comment, just a giant social commentary of the time period. Probably. Um, I can. And it really it really wanted to show how vapid and brainless all these aspects of life were between the commentary of the fashion, the fashion reporter was getting the, getting the interviews and top stories over the CNN reporter. And the president was more, was more interested in how he looked before the press and how he looked uh, as far as publicity, rather than making the appropriate decisions as the president. I mean, these, these were all things that I was picking up on last night that was just hitting hard with me. I'm like, this is a giant social commentary. When you pull, peel back the veneer of this uh, love letter to 1950s sci-fi. Well, I just again, we, was, that's the kind of what happened with all these spoof movies back in the nineties was that while they were, they were riffing on these old school and uh, different genres, they were also commentary on life at the time. It just didn't feel like the, the, um, the writing was smart enough. I mean, here's one movie I, I could say that has loads of actors and actresses. It's an older film, but I very much enjoy it. It's one of the best, how they use the actors and actresses. It is called, um, it's a Stanley Kubrick. No, not Stanley Kubrick. Crap, I don't know the name of the film. It's a mad, 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 mad world in the 60s. It has almost every actor and actress you can name in this movie, and even ones that were not comedic. And he, and they, when they written them, he written them towards roles that you know people had a certain aspect of what they were and how they always would, and do a complete three sixty and make them complete opposite. And the ones that usually be comedy, they'll he'll throw in some of their own jokes inside the movie. So like, okay, it, you know, it just it was better written characters. These characters just were just like just written just to, just to kill them. That's it. I. I get where you're coming from. I really do. And uh, honestly, my wife had made a similar comment last night when we were watching this. Uh, she had stated that it was somewhat reminiscent of the movie Rat Race, which is very all, has always been compared to, to it's a mad, mad, it mad, is. mad world. Hmm. Uh, so I, I get what you're saying. And I do I think that it could have been done better on that aspect? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that the fact that it failed to make me care about the characters really made it 
bad, at least not in my opinion, because I I'm fine with disposable characters as long as they're disposable in the right way. Yeah. And that was not so. done this way. This was not disposable done in the right way. I mean, there was, I guess there was, there's, there's few of them that was, I, I thought it was right. I mean, to me, the first one, I guess when I saw Michael J. Fox, when he got died, I was like, Oh my goodness. He killed Michael J. Fox. And he started killing one after another. I was like, oh, okay, you're just going to kill everyone. Whatever. They did the, <laughs> when he did the Jack Black one, when he had the flag, he's like, die alien scum. I, I surrender. And he holds the flag. If you watched <laughs> one of the scenes where they have his trophies and his little um shrine, yeah. on there's like a Time magazine that has Jack Black holding the American flag says American hero that was killed by aliens. I'm like, he wussed out. He's not no hero. <laughs> he, sur- he was surrendering. You just look okay, at that. Let's talk, let's talk about Jack Black in this movie. <laughs> he, was, I mean, he was pretty starting to get I, known. I didn't recognize him at first. He I was, was like, that's Jack Black. He was svelte. I mean, to put it in a word, ho- I've never seen Jack Black that skinny before. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm not, this is not me fat shaming. I mean, for, no, for no. people who know me, for people who know me, I'm a chunky monkey. I mean, let's, let's just put it out there. I, I like, I like me some food and I'm and like one of the biggest, one of the biggest things I'm excited to go down to Louisiana for is I'm, I'm a eat, you know? Right. So chunky monkey. <laughs> holy crap he was uh, in biodome so it's huh? like oh yeah jack black in the 90s man he was hitting some pretty solid bit parts holy like yeah. have you ever seen the movie jackal the jackal yes. with richard Gere and bruce willis yeah you remember that- the arms you remember the arms dealer that sold uh that sold bruce willis the uh automated turret yeah that was jack black holy crap man so he was in demolition man yeah yeah he was He's been here. What is happening? I'm, li- I'm literally, I'm literally watching Dallas's mind explode in slow motion. Right, it's a never-ending story. What is happening here? Never-ending story. Dude, you did. Oh, that, that was the. Oh my goodness, that was Jack Black has movie. been in everything. What is it? Forget like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's 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 six degrees of Jack Black. What the crap? Waterworld. I'm pretty sure Tim Burton was trying to find Kevin Bacon so he can kill him off in this movie too. <laughs> so I, I i think i think we've uh i think we've exhausted the spoiler section and kevin has stated in so many ways how much he despises this movie so oh i mean the gosh. ending was bad too like it could have been a fun like they could have something so far more hilarious with tom jones like have him go ramble out and go like tom jones and watch him go like yes i was part of the secret service but no one ever i just the side of singing was my career. Boom! Hilarious. That could have been far more freaking hilarious. They're just like you hey. didn't like him. <laughs> you didn't like him singing, dancing like freaking Snow White out there. No, it was it was not funny with all the animals. <laughs> it's not unusual to have fun with anyone. See, what could, here's here's something that could have been funny. Tom Jones was not singing. Okay. Listen, Tom Jones was not singing. He was one of the casino people that always sold. He just looked at, always wanted to sing. And then after all the singers die and so forth, and the aliens come, like, and hey, no, I just want to sing. It's like, boom, hilarious. Okay, that could have been funny. No, no. You don't think you that could have been funny? If you would have done that, you would have taken out the thing, that, the thing in this movie. Every time I see this, the thing that makes me laugh the hardest. What? When the singers disappeared and you had the three aliens that were singing and dancing <laughs> behind him. I died of that. I'm not gonna, that Again, was funny. You can still have that with some other singer, have those three blast that person. Tom Gunn was like, yes, my career is now open. I can sing now. I, I no, That would have been funnier. That, you could deny that, it, but that would have been so much more funnier. If you look up the if you look up the phrase the perfect scene in the dictionary, you're gonna see Tom Jones standing in front of three dancing Martians. I'm sorry, I'm thinking about the chariot race on Ben Hur. That would be the perfect scene. <laughs> Dallas, oh. do you got a weak connection for us before Kevin and I come to fisticuffs? I got a weak connection for us. I'm not fighting right. anybody. Let's... I just tell someone it sucks. No, you're... all right. <laughs> It, s- section's over, Kevin. We're going to the weak connection section. Good. Find something weak on this. This is a weak connection. All right. Welcome to the weak connection where we try to find some sort of redemptive quality from these films, whether we like them or in the case of Kevin, we don't like them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus wept. 
<laughs> and that was Kevin's uh, weak connection. Thank you for Dude, playing. that would be the weak connection from Hellraiser. That's all I'm saying. That's <laughs> all I'm uh, saying. All right, so here's my weak connection. Um, despite John's theory about this being one big misunderstanding, um, to me, when I watched the film, it really was a matter of these guys coming in. We come in peace. We're going to shoot you and ray gun you. Um, and all these crazy things. And, and depending what color ray gun I, I use, you will be determined the color of your skeleton when I'm done. Um, bad play. And so my weak connection, I'm going back to, uh, Matthew chapter five, verse 33 through 36. Again, you have heard that it was said uh, to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall Perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven or it is um, or it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is the footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the king, great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than that comes from evil. And it's a pretty plain saying, if you say you're going to do something, just do it. Don't don't be shady about it. Don't be like, yeah, no. You know, don't do that kind of stuff. Just be very plain, very frank. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people struggle with. Like we, we with, uh, especially in society, we, we see people say, yes, do this, but they don't do it at all. And uh, so that's my weak connection for us and my encouragement. Like, just, just be real with us. You know, if you're going to do something, Say, yeah, you're going to do it. If you're not, then say no. That's okay. We'll move on. I feel like a lot of people are scared to say no because uh, for whatever reason, you can say no and it'll be all right. That's why we did aliens that blow up Congress. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> they blew up Congress! I oh. loved that old lady. <laughs> she, she was, was probably my favorite. From, uh, she was my favorite character in the Mars Attacks, I would say. Besides Jack Nicholson, I think she, it was her. When she kept telling her, what was her grandson? It's like, it's okay with Timothy. I'm not Timothy. <laughs> Whatever his name was. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's funny. That's terrible. Thomas. Funny. Thomas. Was Thomas. Thomas. Yes. She kept calling everyone Thomas. <laughs> uh, and they never doubted. No. The way they put all that power just to go oh, here kill we her. Go. No, no. Okay. <laughs> When they got that big, humongous ray gun and they go kill her, they're like, everyone else, like, boom, boom, boom. They get her. It's like, we're going to get the most powerful things. Like, so you, they're just complete jerks. It's like, let's see how we can kill this person. <laughs> Kevin, it's still wild. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, the green and red skeleton, that was in the cards. <laughs> Actually, I, I remember the cards being all um, red skeleton, but they put the green. It's like, okay, another nice nod towards the tops playing cards. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of nods he did to the playing cards, which I have to like, you know, appreciate what Tim Burton was doing. That's funny. Yeah. What's the other weak connection you had, John? I'm pretty sure you had one. Me? Yeah. Um, uh, my weak connection isn't completely biblical. It's more just a moral of the story sort of thing in that, uh, this movie just demonstrates that chasing after the approval of the world rather than following through with who you are supposed to be only leads to destruction. I got that from watching Jack Nicholson's character. Hmm. I can see that. So I'm kind Kevin, of guessing this was plan 10. Now all they need is like, like another 10 more plans and maybe they would have finally got it because <laughs> I mean, previously be per- we had independence day released in the same year. That was, that, that was one of the plans too. People were confused. I think here, here, here's the thing. Um, we earth lost that battle. I mean, if they happened to find a weakness by happenstance. Yeah. So. Yeah. What was it? Uh, um, putting a virus through computer. That was independence day virus through computer. That was independence day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it was. And this one was slim Whitman singing. It's always these stupid little things that people find in signs. It was water. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, in, in war of the worlds, it was the cold. It was just a disease. Just human. <laughs> the common humans, cold. Yeah, yeah, the common cold. Fantastic I mean, at, ending for a movie, though. At least, at least, Battle Los Angeles. That was a tactical situation. It wasn't a 
oh, it was. <laughs> I didn't see that movie. I've been trying. I've been wanting to see it, and then I keep passing it up because I, this is the one thing I've never had for my brothers and sisters. Because I think I've told you I have nine brothers and sisters, so it, mm-hmm. you can make a good split. Even it's like a split. Even five of them is like, well, okay, one of them doesn't count. Sorry, she, she's um, but. It was like a split even kind of was like, it sucked. The other one's like, oh, no, it's really good. It's like, what? You both are so bipolar in decision for this movie. <laughs> Kevin, so, I'm right. going to say this. Battle Los Angeles is my favorite alien warfare movie of all time. Some now, of it was filmed here, in, filmed here in Streetport, John. That That's the that's the one with Aaron Eckhart, right? Yes, sir. Okay, I just want to make sure this is the one we're talking about. It's your favorite what? Yes. Alien invasion? Alien, war, alien warfare movie of all time. A war, basically like a war of the worlds situation. You think this is better than War of the Worlds, the original? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen it yet, but I don't know what's topping War of the Worlds. Well, maybe you should watch it and then you can find out. Okay. Dallas. All right. Have you heard of this movie? <laughs> of what? Well, war- Los Angeles. It was filmed here in Shreveport. I just said that. Oh, I didn't hear that. I just heard something about your coming to Shreveport. It's like, well, I know John is. <laughs> no, it was filmed here in Shreveport. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I watched it just because that that there, we had several films that were made here in Shreveport. That's why that, that's why Shreveport looks so damaged. It's <laughs> a lot oh. of damage in Shreveport. It has nothing to do with the film industry. Shots <laughs> fired. <laughs> All right. Oh well, my god. Well, speaking of alien I, invasion, I, I think there's another alien invasion movie that might be coming up that we might be reviewing. Yeah. 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 That that's gonna be Battlefield Earth. That's the next one coming up. Uh, hmm. But I, be- I believe we've hit the end of the episode. Uh, uh, you know, and if 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 you get nothing else out of this other than how wonderful Mars Attacks is, um, <laughs> liar. We 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 want you to come away from this podcast knowing that you are loved. You have a purpose, uh, and you know we care about you, and somebody else cares about you too. So take that with you as yeah. you go through this. Next couple of weeks before the next episode. Has anybody else got anything they want to say? It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. <laughs> All right, we're done here. Shut it down. <laughs> hey guys, don't forget though. Uh, here in a second, after we, after we we shut this down, uh, Glix is going to be back to give you guys the final rating for this. And if you guys want to check out more of the bottom shelf, or if you guys want to take part in our community, check out the bottom shelf um, dot uh, blueberry.com we'll have a link in the description but check out our facebook page facebook.com forward slash the bottom shelf and um, don't forget to share this out because it helps us to grow this podcast and have fun <laughs> all right goodbye everybody ah! peace and love The final results are in. According to the Devoted Geek Life community, this film, Mars Attacks, belongs on the middle shelf.